Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. I don't even know how to say it. It's rapturous. <laughs> it is. It's not, it's not good. It's perfect. Class is in. Rock School radio show, and it, it happened last night. Did you watch the Billboard Music Awards, Monique? I didn't. I scanned through some stuff this morning. Okay, but... If, if you watch them, or when you do watch them, mm-hmm. just remember music has changed because Michael Jackson has come back from the dead. Did I you watch saw that. It? So oh, creepy looking. Oh my God. It is, but understand, cellular phones used to be the size of a bowling ball. Right. Now they're the size of your thumb. Yeah. That what you saw last night... I get it. He looked like a wax figure, but that's the way he looked in real life. I get it. Yeah. If you didn't see it, ladies and gentlemen, on the Billboard Music Awards last night, they had a 3D hologram. This was not Tupac at Coachella, which was just a film. Right. This was a physical 3D rendering image of Michael Jackson. And yeah, you could see a couple times that it warbled, the picture warbled. Oh, okay. This is the beginning of... The technology, and it's only going to get better from here. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to pick out, if you get to see it, I'm sure it's on YouTube nine different ways. Right. If you watch it, try to pick out who was a real person and who was themselves a 3D rendering. Because they were all, like, he was dancing, he had all his backup dancers, and some of them kind of looked, and some of them didn't. Kind of waxy on the skin. And I know to say that, well, you're just making fun of Michael Jackson. No, the rendering seemed waxy. But what they did for the other people other than Michael, they were in makeup or they were in sort of helmets. Those were creepy too. Right. Well, that's that's the kind of stuff he's known for. He does that kind of stuff. But... We did a show on this a long time ago while, while Chad was still sitting in your seat. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of the the technology. Would you go and see The Grateful Dead with Jerry Garcia as a 3D rendering? I know now you I shake wouldn't. your head and say no. I get the feeling a lot of people would. Would you go see a Janis Joplin concert with her as a 3D rendering? Yeah, I don't think I would. But it's that whole, it's the its the personal aspect of it. Right. Like, you know, Jennifer Lopez could say, okay, I'm going to have a concert right now. And it's going to be in fifty all 50 states. And everybody right. can go at the same time. Right. And, and they could all go out. Think Disney. Right. Would your kids... You know, now if they go to see, you know, Frozen the musical, it's right. some pretty skinny blonde woman dressed up as whatever the heck the, the main character's <laughs> name is. Why go see a woman dressed up when you can physically see the Disney character in 3D and since it itself mm-hmm. is a cartoon. It's kind of the same thing. Right. It's it. going to look fine just on stage. My daughter's head would explode to go see that. <laughs> and th- that means I'd only have let it go in my head again. <laughs> Again, it's the beginning of the technology, and I think it's going to. Yeah, it's just I think like it's watching going TV, to be, though. Yeah. Why would you buy nosebleed tickets to watch a hologram? 
because people will. It's going to start as something in oh. Vegas, Atlantic City, a sideshow. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling it's going to start being a touring act. Would you go see the Archies? Would you go see, uh, what's another fake band, Gorillaz? Oh, yeah. You know, because they ha- their videos have cartoons. Right. Would you go see a fake band made real? It's hard enough for me to have to spend that much on a ticket to go see a live band. Oh, I'm with you. I, I'd rather I wait agree. until they've hit their peak and then, you know, they're coming back. Yeah. I'll see, go see them for 20 bucks at the Hard Rock. That's my cool. generation had Millie Vanilli. <laughs> and, and they lied. You go yeah. see a 3D rendering. You're not lying. <laughs> it's not real. Okay. On to today's topic. This is a cover show. However, the cover is going to go backwards. Oh, that's fun. It's always the question of, you know, what's a better cover? Is the cover better than the original? You know, who uh, does it? That kind of thing. But I'm going to go backwards. I had this idea that you know them through other artists. I'm going to do a real quick one right up front. Mm-hmm. Do you know that 70s show? Hanging out oh, yeah. on the street. Mm-hmm. Right. That song at the beginning. Well, most people know that version and that's sung by Cheap Trick. Okay. And what happens is people go, oh, wow, Cheap Trick wrote a great song. No, no, they didn't. Oh. Do you know who the band is that wrote that song? I don't. The band that wrote that song is actually called Big Star. Hmm, and that's the concept of the show. You don't know this band, but you know their music because someone else recorded it. You mean they stole it? Well, no, 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 no. It's all done legally. Right. But you don't know the original band. So what mm-hmm. I want to do today... Here are songs that you know, but you don't know the people that recorded it. You don't know the people that are new. Okay, Big Star, who are they? Well, the two names you might know from Big Star, Alex Chilton and Chris Bell. Chris Bell Mm, has passed away. He is a member of the 27 Club. And if you want to hear them, in my opinion, at their peak, Mm -hmm. grab their album, Number One Record. How's that for guts? (laughs) They named it number one record. And this is their version of, you know, In the Street. The 1970s show, that 70s show Mm -hmm. theme song. Not the Cheap Trick version. This is the Big Star version. You know them through other bands, but here's the original. It's Big Star on Rockstar. Okay, coming out of Big Star in the streets. Look, look them up. Number one record is their one. I mean, go grab it. If nothing else, go to YouTube and look up a few of their tunes. Actually, really good. Here's another one. John Hyatt. Do you know the name John Hyatt? I have heard the name. Excellent. Guitarist. Do you know the song that was done by Clapton and B.B. King, Riding with the King? I don't. You don't? Oh, they no. played it here on this on this station to death. <laughs> and, you know, again, nothing for Hyatt. Mm-hmm. It got played, obviously, and those of us who are guitarists know him, mm-hmm. but when Clapton and B.B. King did it, boom, all Oops. over the place. But mm-hmm. it was Hyatt that actually wrote it. Hmm. And if you are a guitarist, you need to know John. If you're a music lover, you need to know John Hyatt. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the song Riding with the King. Well, you don't, but <laughs> that didn't come out right. But you know, if, if you, you know, if you know that kind of music, Go listen to the guy who actually put it together. Yeah. It's going to open up a whole new world for you. Okay. Do you know the song by Soft Cell? Tainted Love. Yes. Da-da. How can you not? How Tainted can you be alive love. and not know that song? Uh, 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 uh. Well, blatantly, they wrote it, right? 
No. I wouldn't be on this show if they didn't. You ever heard of Gloria Jones? No. No. Well, Gloria Jones was a songwriter. Mm-hmm. You know, she was one of the stable of songwriters and was really successful at it. And she was herself a singer. She had a record hit with something called Heartbeat Part 1 and 2. Ever heard of it? No. It was recorded and was a bigger hit for Dusty Springfield and Spencer Davis. Oh. It's one of these where those who are in the know know her. Right. Right. Soft Cell blatantly heard her song, Uh Tainted Love, and went, that's great. We have to turn this into a bad 1980s (laughs) synth-based horrible piece of music, and it went through the roof. Now, I don't doubt Gloria made a whole bunch of money on it, but Mm -hmm. what did the original sound like? Let's find out. It's Gloria Jones here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of Tainted Love, Gloria (laughs) Jones, little tiny two-minute song, but Soft Cell expanded the heck out of it. Oh, yeah. You say you like 80s music. Love 80s music. Do you remember the song, Pass the Duchy on the Left-Hand Side, by Musical Youth? Mm -hmm. Actually, that was a cover. They did not write that. I remember Musical Youth was made up of like a 10-year-old and a (laughs) 20-year-old and a 6-year-old and a 40-year-old. It was a cover of the song, Pass the Cutchy, huh. or something like that, okay. by the Mighty Diamonds. Mm-hmm. It was about weed. Okay. Yeah, it was. It, they were basically saying pass the joint. So it's just a different word for joint. Exactly that. Okay. Uh, the Clash's "Police on My Back." Obviously, mm-hmm. the Clash wrote their own music. Not a question. Well, yeah, they did a lot of it, but it was mm-hmm. actually a cover of a tune by a '60s group called the Equals. Huh. Yeah. And the equals, do you remember the song, Gonna Rock Down to Electric Avenue? The equals contained Eddie Grant, who Uh sang Electric Avenue. See, these are the the kind of things where you create the tree of who was with who. And all of a sudden you have this huge live oak that just goes on and on and on and on (laughs) and on. Like Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. You know I have the box set in my office. Have you ever sat the whole way through the entire version, live or not, of Dazed and Confused? Mm. Been dazed and confused. Maybe? Yeah, the live version where, uh, you know, the bow comes out and uh, Jimmy Page plays on the, you know, and it goes on and on and on. Well, blatantly they wrote that. Right? Blatantly. Mm-hmm. That's a that's no, a no, no. Jake Holmes wrote that. Huh. Of course, Jake Holmes, the mighty Jake Holmes. Right. <laughs> Who is Jake Holmes? Okay, here's the story. Jake Holmes wrote and recorded Dazed and Confused for his debut album. It's called The Above Ground Sound of Jake Holmes. Now, if you're expecting to hear <laughs> Dazed and Confused like Led Zeppelin plays it? Oh, no. No, no. Absolutely not. No, no. Much different. Now, it came out in 67, and like all the other tracks on the album, it has no drums, which you can't have with Zeppelin. Right, exactly. When you have Bonzo, boom, 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 you have to have it. It was nothing more than Holmes on guitar, keyboard vocals, another guy uh, on bass. That's it. Huh. What happened was, in August of 67, Holmes says he opened for the Yardbirds in Greenwich Village, mm-hmm. and according to him, that was the infamous moment of my life when Dazed and Confused 
fell into the loving arms and hands of Jimmy Page. That's a quote from him. <laughs> My guess is that's a nice way of saying, I made a boatload of cash. Oh, yeah. Thank you to the band for doing it. You have to think, just... Just to be able to have the bragging rights of Led Zeppelin took my song. Yeah, bragging That's pretty rights are awesome. nice, but when the big giant Bob Barker check shows up at the <laughs> house, go cash that puppy. Jake Holmes, dazed and confused. This one will open your eyes here on Rock School. All right, first break here on Rock School. I, I, you know, I, I want to get around to playing a couple of these, but I don't know that the, the the hour just will give up enough time. Most people will immediately say, "The Stones' "Time Is on My Side." Okay, mm-hmm. you know that wasn't a Rolling Stones song. Obviously, since we're talking about it, right? What a lot of people will do is say, "Well, that's an Irma Thomas song." You need to know more Irma Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, the Queen of New Orleans. You got it. You have to know. The, the Queen of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The problem is that wasn't the original either. Oh. Irma Thomas's version. The original, and I really should be playing this one. If you want to hear the original, there was a jazz trombonist named Kai Winding, and it's K-A-I. I'm oh. not sure if I'm even pronouncing Kai right. It may be K-Winding. His orchestra recorded the Jerry Ragavoy penned Time is on My Side in 1963. And the only Hmm. words that are in it are Time is on My Side and then You'll Come Running Back. That's it. Really? All the other words were added at a later time. And the the actual singers, it's it's three women singing. Right. It's Sissy Houston. It's Dionne Warwick. And Dee Dee Warwick. Wow. I should be playing this, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, because people would go, no, 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 it's Irma Thomas. Oh, no, it goes back yet even farther. Oh, yeah. So That's pretty fun. Alan Toussaint, Mm -hmm. did you know he wrote Southern Nights? I didn't. Which was a hit for Glenn Campbell. <laughs> You'd think, you know, oh, Toussaint, you know, it's 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 the the, the party music of New Orleans. Oh, right. no. I mean, this guy can write just about whatever he wants. Dolly Parton wrote I Will Always Love You. Most people know that. Yeah, that's a known one. <laughs> yeah, that was a hit for uh, Whitney Houston. Um, Towns Van Zandt wrote Poncho and Lefty, which was recorded by Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, Fatboy Slim's Praise You. Mm-hmm. Well, blatantly, Fat Boy Slim, you know, nah, he just kind of pieces things together. Right. Camille Yarborough is oh. who you will know through them. So go look at those people. Mm-hmm. Them's the people who actually righted the music, to use as poor an English as I possibly can. <laughs> KSRQ, Thief, River Falls, Minnesota, you run the radio station. Thank you, thank you, thank you. KSCL, Shreveport. Thanks, guys. You bet. Get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Uh, so many songs I want to play. I Time is on my side. Should I just come out with it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Coming back with it in just a minute.
Okay, coming out of the break, I promised I'd play it. Here you go. The original time is on my side in Rock School. Coming out of the original of Time is on My Side, I got enough time because I spoke so short out of the break that I can play one more. Yeah, shortest shortest break ever on Rock School. Four seconds. I can play one more before the bottom of the hour. Janis Joplin, Peace of My Heart. Love that song. Blatantly, the first one. Had yeah. to be. Sure, I've never heard a version by anybody else. wrong. It's, it's a remake. Yeah. You ever heard of somebody called Irma Franklin? I have not. She's an R&B singer. She is the older sister of Riri Franklin, who is also an R&B singer. Okay. Did you know Peace of My Heart was a number one hit? I didn't. It topped the R&B chart the year before Janis Joplin recorded it. The year? The one year? The year before, believe wow. it or not. Which is probably why Joplin really sort of latched onto it and mm-hmm. heard this unbelievable piece of music. It's just that it didn't top sort of the Billboard Hot 100 so it wasn't sort of this nationwide thing. Mm-hmm. In 1992, however, it was re-released because Levi's put out a Cinderella-style commercial, hmm. and people heard it and went, "What is that? Is that a new version? Is that you know? Did somebody yeah. redo it? No, 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 kids. Oh, that was the original, and they re-released it to radio stations. So 92. Mm-hmm. I guess there would have been an internet, but. Not, not much like use. today, so I guess that was. And that's probably before Faith Hill did her. Oh, don't role. get me started on the Faith Hill version. <laughs> ew, ew. This is Irma Franklin. This is the original here on Rock School. Coming out of the original piece of my heart, Irma Franklin, here on Rock School. I don't think we've done our names no. the entire show. Mm-mm. My name is Ferdinand Marcos. Who are you? <laughs> Veruca Salt. Yeah, lovely. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. I want to. Is Veruca Salt the one? I want the golden oh, yes. goose. I want it now. I want it now. Lovely. Not sure why Ferdinand Marcos popped into my head. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I'm Joe Burns. You are? Monique Gregoire. Lovely. It's time for seven days and 70 seconds here at the bottom of the hour. Why am I in the squeakiest chair in the entire room? You must need some WD-40. Can no one create a radio chair that doesn't make this much squeaking? Here comes the date. May 19th all the way through May 25th. Uh, I believe you have Monday, Monique, go. May 19th, 1978, Dire Straits released their first major label single, Sultans of Swing. Maybe a perfect song. May 20th, 1978, the Buddy Holly story film was premiered in Holly's hometown of Lubbock, Texas. Hmm. May 21st, 1983, David Bowie went to number one on the U.S. singles chart with Let's Dance featuring blues guitarist Stevie Ray Vaughan. I yes. didn't know that. Didn't know that? Mm-hmm. May 22nd, 1958, Jerry Lee Lewis arrived at London's Heathrow Airport to begin his first British tour, along with his new bride, 14-year-old cousin Myra. People didn't <laughs> like that. May 23rd, 1964, Ella Fitzgerald became the first artist to have a hit with a Beatles cover when 
Can't Buy Me Love entered the UK charts. May 24, 1970, Peter Green played his last gig with Fleetwood Mac when they appeared at the Bath Festival, Somerset, England. And then May 25, 1995, the earliest known recording of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards from 1961 was sold at Christie's in London for $85,000. Plus four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Mm. You know, I—that's a lot. Oh yeah, that really is. But what do you do with it once you buy it? Do you hang it on the wall and stare at it? <laughs> that's really—that's something that should be donated to a museum or something like that. Mm. Collect. I, I collect as well. Oh yes. But nothing to that Mm-mm. effect. Yeah, that that goes on and on. Okay. All I'm going to do is tell you the name of the band, and then we're going to play it. This song, slight hit for the band. Um, I'm going to get some information here. The band was formed in 1976. The band is named Racy. Okay, mm-hmm. was originally called Alive and Kicking. Racy is what they <laughs> called themselves. They had some other hits, Lay Your Love on Me and Some Girls. Yeah, that's really about that's it. It's a British pop group. And what I'm going to do is play one of their songs for you. Mm-hmm. Hey Kitty okay, is the it. name of the song. And I'm going to play it for you. And I'm going to see if you, the listening audience, and you, uh, <laughs> Monique, can figure out what song it becomes. Because I'll bet you don't know a song called Hey Kitty. I don't. You don't. I don't. You're going to hear about hmm, 12 bars. I know it. You'll know the song so fast. It's <laughs> Racy on Rock School. All right, coming out of Hey Kitty, you know, I might have given it away. The actual title of the song is just Kitty. Uh, it's to. just Kitty. I stuck the word hey in front of it. And if there's anyone out there that didn't get it, well, <laughs> you must not have been alive during the 80s at all. Or don't like cheerleaders. And what's wrong with you that you don't like cheerleaders? Okay, what was the song that they did it? Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. I want to clap it, along. Was it Tony Basil? Uh, yes. Basil? I don't know. One of the, but man, that song, when it hits, that was right as MTV oh, yeah. exploded, you could not get away Mm-hmm. From that song, the blue and white cheerleader outfits. Man, that song drove me nuts. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Do you know the song, uh, or do you know the group Slade? Mm, no, they're no. familiar. Do you know the group Quiet Riot? Yes. Yes. Everybody knows Quiet Riot. Many people, and it's one of these things, if you're a heavy metal fan, this factoid makes the top of your head come off. <laughs> Quiet Riot the first heavy metal band to take an album to number one. Hmm. And the reason is, heavy metal fans will go, they are not heavy metal! You know, they'll lose their mind but and all that. back in the day, they were. Well, yes, I guess, but what people will say, you know, Metallica's heavy metal and such. Heavy metal has this thing about who's real and who's not. Mm-hmm. It's a question, if you got the monkeys, you have the Beatles. Okay, who's real, who's not? Right. And that, that thing in metal, you sort of have street cred. I know that's not the best way of putting it, but it's also the question of, you know, who took the first rap song to number one? Mm-hmm. Technically, it was Vanilla Ice, which drives <gasps> rap stars 
you know, uh, out of their mind or hip hop fans out of their mind. Oh, yeah. It, but again, people are going to fight with me. You know, well, on what chart are you talking about? Don't you mean Blondie? Because Rapture went to number one. Oh, yeah. Well, it technically wasn't a rap song. And, and once you get into those fights, you know, mm-hmm. hours pass and fist fights and, and things like that. I was thinking like the breaks. Who was that? I don't. I can't. Oh. I can't tell you. I don't know. You know the song, though, right? I do. Okay. I can't tell you. Uh, some people might say, "Well, Run DMC and Aerosmith redid Walk This Way, Way so wasn't that. Walk This Way the first rap song?" You get into the fights. So Slade, mm-hmm. back to Slade. You don't know who Slade is, Mm-mm. but you know who Quiet Riot is. Yes. Right. Slade is a monstrously popular and monstrously influential hard rock band out of the UK. I was about to say, they're not from around here. Right. They have, uh, Naughty Holder is really the guy, if, if you know Slade, uh, also mm-hmm. Jim Lee writes the songs. They sent three singles to number one right in a row. Huh. I mean, they're su- fantastically successful. They have a song called Merry Christmas, Everybody, which is sort of the rock Christmas anthem of the UK. I so have to go look that up now. Oh, it's it's wonderful. I was I happened to be, my wife and I, PK, pre-kid, used to tour uh, all over Europe. Oh, yeah. We would just simply get in an airplane and go. It was nothing for us to do it. Mm-hmm. Now with kids, you can't do it. Uh-huh. But we were there, and you couldn't walk into a pub anywhere near Christmas, that this just wasn't being sung by everybody. That's fun. Why don't we know them? I don't know. Mm. They just didn't have hits here. But Quiet Riot knows them. Mm-hmm. Come on, feel the noise. Really? That's it. That's and, like their biggest one, isn't it? Right. And you know, you know, come is misspelled, noise is misspelled. Yeah. That's what Slade does. They misspell things on purpose. Hmm. So what does the Slade version sound like? Like this huh. on Rock School. Baby, baby, Second break here on Rock School. I got one here that's a stretch. Okay. I'm going to tell you about it anyway. No, it doesn't quite fit the topic, but it's a stretch. <laughs> Have you ever heard of pot liquor? No. Don't spell liquor L-I-C-K-E-R. Spell it liquor as in the drink. L-I-Q-U-O-R. You know the song, you're no good, you're yeah. no good. Right. Most people know Linda Ronstadt's version. Mm-hmm. The actual first version of it. Clint Ballard wrote it. Mm -hmm. The actual first version of it was all the way back in 1963 with D.D. Warwick. Okay. And and it sounds just like the, you know, the the version you're used to. Right. The Linda Ronstadt version came out in, I think, 75. Four years before it, Mm -hmm. in 1971, Pot Liquor which is a Louisiana hard rock Southern band. Oh, cool. Did a version of it that is brilliant. Not a little good. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So we get to play it? You're going to let us play it? See, it doesn't fit the topic. We should play it then. It doesn't fit because it, it's not the first one. Mm-hmm. It's not the D.D. Warwick one. But it's, it's not a little good. It's super good. I may just go ahead and break the rules and play that yeah, one. It's, a, it's different. You it said is. the first one and the one that's well-known kind of sound the same, so let's hear they a different do. Well, version. I may play the pot liquor version. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> do you know the song by Roberta Flack, The First Time Ever I Saw Your no. Face? Oh, you don't know that? <gasps> no. 
It's, I like Roberta Flack. I, I don't even know how to say it. It's rapturous. <laughs> it is. It's not. It's not good. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, there are perfect songs, and she recorded one of them. It really is absolutely brilliant. Hmm. Here's the thing: the first time ever I saw your va- your face, Roberta Flack isn't the original. Huh. The original is by Peggy Seeger. As in mm. Pete Seeger's sister. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't ring any bells for me. And here's the thing. It's back in 1957, and it is done in a real folk song manner. Huh. What you need to do is listen to the Roberta Flack version, mm-hmm. and then listen to the Peggy Seeger version. It will it will blow your ears off because it's it's nothing literally nothing like you're expecting it to be hmm. it is so blatantly odd because everything we've played today oh okay i can hear it I can right. hear it. it is so opposite mm-hmm. of anything you've heard it's it, you can't even you can't even as a matter of fact you know what i'm gonna play like 15 seconds of it okay it's just here we go i'm gonna play about 15 seconds of it the first time I thought the sun rose in your eyes And the moon and the stars were the gift you gave To the dark and empty skies, my love Not even close. No. Hello, WMCE Erie, Pennsylvania. Thanks for running the show. KSKQ in Ashland, Oregon. Hey, guys. You bet. We're going to be back in just a minute here in Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School. You know, I could do an entire show just on old blues tunes like... You think Led Zeppelin wrote I Can't Quit You, Baby. No, it's Otis Rush. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know, when the Levee Breaks. No, it's Memphis Minnie. Mm-hmm. Allman Brothers, Statesboro Blues. Well, they wrote it. No, it's Blind Willie McTell. Doors, Backdoor Man. No, it's Howlin' Wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, I could just do that. In fact, it's not a bad idea. Here's a few other ones. Uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Lieber, Mike Stoller wrote it, and everybody you know knows the Wilbert Harrison 1950 guitar heavy recording. No, go look at something called Little Willie Littlefield from 1952. <laughs> because I'm going to remember that. <laughs> well, it's got little in it twice. Little Willie Littlefield from 1952. That was the original. <laughs> it really was. Um, what about Jeff Buckley? Everybody knows Hallelujah. Oh yeah, by Jeff Buckley. No, 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 no. Go listen to Leonard Cohen's version. That is the original. Uh, Mm -hmm. Brinsley Schwartz. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, A lot of people know Brinsley Schwartz because Nick Lowe came out of it. Brinsley Schwartz is actually a person in the band. Okay. Uh, A lot of people know Elvis Costello's version, uh, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. Oh, yeah. My band plays it. it. I think it's wonderful. Brinsley Schwartz is the group that did it. So that go listen to that version well, of it. If it makes you feel any better, I'm not an Elvis Costello fan, but I enjoyed y'all playing it. Well, we play the Elvis Costello version because not a lot of people yeah. know the Brinsley Schwartz version. J.J. Uh, Kale, you know, listen to uh, Eric Clapton covered After Midnight, oh, covered yeah, yeah. Cocaine, uh, Skinnerd 
has covered a couple of his songs. Go listen mm-hmm. to the originals uh, of his stuff. What else do I have on here? Nirvana Unplugged sang a song called Lake of Fire that people just thought was yes. wonderful. He didn't write that. That doesn't surprise me. A group me. called Meat Puppets wrote that. They had a, a song. I remember Meat Puppets. They had a hit called English Backwater. Um, oh. It was it was really, really good. Uh, R.E.M. Strange, they were covering a group called Wire. Hmm. Uh, Superman, they covered The Click. Hmm. So, yeah, lots and lots of stuff on here. Uh, Argent, remember remember Kiss doing God Gave Rock and Roll to You, this big anthem? God yes. Gave Rock and Roll to You. Mm-hmm. Argent. Huh. That's actually the group Argent doing that. So Kiss was like, we can do it better. <laughs> well, Kiss, Kiss thinks they could do anything better. They could do <laughs> first time ever. I saw your face better. Okay, we got to wrap it up. We're getting out of here. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it doesn't fit. It's really, really, really good. Here's Pot Liquor. Yay! Yes, my name is Joe Burns. My name is Greg Wall. See you next week. Class is dismissed. Ah!